All right, psychology nerds, welcome to a special live episode of Psychology and Stuff, the podcast out of the University of Wisconsin Green Bay Psychology Program. I'm Ryan Martin, host of Psychology and Stuff, and we are at a joint psyched sci meeting here at Mac Hall in beautiful Green Bay, Wisconsin, talking about psychology and pop culture. We have got a panel of all-stars here, and each of them has come prepared to talk about their favorite psychology-related movie, book, and TV show. You may remember we did an episode like this before. It was a fan favorite, so we're here with a new panel. And our first guest is a school psychologist and an expert on the assessment of after-school programs. She's the co-director for the Consortium of Applied Research and the Chair of Human Development. Put your hands together for Dr. Janelle Holstead. Hi, everyone. So quick, quick, Janelle, I know you to be a very, very busy person. Are you a watcher of shows? And uh, well, movies? it was interesting when you emailed me. I thought, oh, my God, I'm going to have to, like, Google something <laughs> and find out because I have five children and I have not watched a new movie in okay. seven years. All right. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, but I found some good stuff. stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, I, was, I was saying if you wanted to talk about bubble guppies or PJ Masks, I'm totally there. You're but there. I did find some good stuff. I could see how that could be appropriate. Yes. So, awesome. Yeah. All right. So our second guest is a social psychologist who you have heard on the podcast before talking about weight stigma. She's the former chair of Women's and Gender Studies here at UW-Green Bay. It is former chair, right? Yes, You're not it is. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> I started to panic as I said it. Um, uh, and we are catching her just before she disappears on sabbatical, Dr. Chris Smith. <laughs> How about you, Chris? Pop culture? You know I love some pop culture. I thought oh, you yeah. did. So, all right. Very good. And finally, she's a psychology and human development major with a music minor here at UW-Green Bay. You just heard her on an episode of All the Rage, and you'll hear her again next semester when she co-hosts a special series of psychology and stuff, Taylor Golbrand. So, Taylor, I know you have never seen any of the movies I mentioned in our meetings, but that might be because they're all at least 25 years old. Yeah. Other than those, are you a fan of pop culture? And I mean, yeah, I do love movies, TV shows. It took me a while to think of books I've read, because it's been a bit, but okay. yeah, definitely. All right. Other than the ones for school, right? Yeah. You, you read the ones for school. Yeah, but textbooks are okay. so fun. <laughs> they're all applied to psychology. <laughs> all right. Um, all right, well, let's get into it. So we're going to start with TV shows, uh, and I want to go first to Chris. So Chris, what it, the deal is for everyone, by the way, everybody was asked to bring TV show, movie, and book. Chris, what did you bring for I a... an entire genre, of oh. course. Oh, wow. Because I've actually been um, contemplating writing a, a, an article um, on pop culture and social psychology. Oh, so if you've taken social psych with me, you know I, I like to include uh, your sketch comedy, specifically oh, Key no. and Peele is my favorite. Um, I also use Inside Amy Schumer and occasionally some SNL. Yeah. All right. And those, it's, I show them in Psych Women, I show them in Social Psych. Um, boy, if I could get something in Research Methods, I do show the Colbert Show in Research Methods. So. Nice. So how, now I know how they strike me from an emotion perspective. Um, they make me laugh, exactly. usually. Sometimes they make me sad, right? The Colbert show can make me sad. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes. Anything related to politics makes me sad these days. Um, what, uh, what are some other areas that seem like specifically relevant maybe to your area from those? How do you use them in class? I guess I'm curious. Um, they actually illustrate concepts really well. Besides, I mean, addressing stereotypes. King Peel does a lot of stuff around um, racial stereotypes, around gender stereotypes. Actually, if anybody saw this 
Saturday Night Live on Saturday, they did a, little, a great skit on gender stereotypes about really? GE, um, basically divide, uh, designing appliances for men. And so they're like six feet tall, <laughs> washing machine, and you know, a vacuum cleaner that can suck up the entire apartment, things like that. Is this a play on the infamous Bic pen? Or was it, kind was of, it a yeah, Bic pen? Exactly. Oh, nice. it was a, yeah, and so you're right. They are funny, but sometimes mm-hmm. you have to laugh at it, especially when we're talking about oppression, you know, patriarchy, racism, etc. Those are really tough subjects. So mm-hmm. if you can use some humor mm-hmm. with them, I think that that really can help. They illustrate the point, but also kind of lighten it a little bit. You know, that related to that, the, the onion, and I don't know if they still do this. I but use the onion yeah. all the time, actually, they, in research. That's yes. from Indiana University, where I graduated. What? Just I thought it was Madison. No. Uh-oh. I thought it was Madison, <laughs> Somebody too. Google it. I'm pretty <laughs> sure it's Indiana. Google it. It's Uh-oh. Madison. We're going to find out. Oh, man. Yeah. It's going to, like, blow my mind if I'm wrong here. Uh-oh. Okay. Well, I would be sad to blow your mind, too. Yeah. <laughs> so, no, there's tons of great stuff mm-hmm. from the onion, um, oh. especially for research methods. That's mm-hmm. where I use yeah. it, too. Very nice. So, um, Taylor, what do you got for us? TV, sh- uh, yes, TV show. Yeah, TV show. So, mm, I guess it's hard for me to find time to watch TV. So I'm a little behind on this show, but I chose The Good Place. Yes. Yay. Sorry. Um, <laughs> I'm editorializing, but great choice. Oh, thank you. Because yeah. <laughs> I watched The Office and went through that a couple oh, times. Yeah. Awesome. Um, but then I've only been through the first season of The Good Place. So if you don't know what it is, it's Eleanor. She died, and now she's in the afterlife, and she found out she made it to the good place as opposed to the bad place. <laughs> so um, eventually she realizes that she's not supposed to be in the good place, so she's working very hard to learn from um, one of the other characters, Chidi, to sort of learn how to be a good person and to stay in the good place, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. This is a show that is relevant to a whole bunch of disciplines here, right? Because it's mm-hmm. philosophy, it's all sorts of things. There is, it is, I think, for my money, the best, one of the best shows on TV. Um, it is I have really, never heard of it. Oh, really? Oh. It is. <laughs> it's, it's not on Nick. That's yeah, it is a really, really good show. Okay. And yeah, and really, I mean, it is, as I think about it too, really, I think powerful from a, uh, from a psychology perspective. I mean, it's about choices that human beings make and the things that influence those choices. And so it's very, very good. Chris, are you, have you heard of it, seen it? Oh, yeah, I, I actually cannot add another sitcom to my um, oh. repertoire. I have so many right now <laughs> that I, I have, and I've contemplated it, but I just, I'm just not ready right. yet. I, I hear that. I'm watching back of BoJack Horseman. So also good. Also, yeah. yeah. Never yeah. heard of that one either. <laughs> <laughs> that is a cartoon, at least. Yeah. But do, oh. not sh- do not show it to your children. Okay. <laughs> good to know. So, good to yeah, know. It is, yeah. Actually, BoJack is a real nice, it feels like I watch a lot of television, right? <laughs> because I'm familiar with all of these things. So um, BoJack is a really great, great example of depression, actually. We, mm-hmm. I talk about that a little mm-hmm. bit, or have talked about that in Abnormal a little bit. So not this semester, too. I was going to say, I don't remember that. <laughs> it's on and the last day. <laughs> mentioned real quickly yeah. my other two hours a week of downward social comparison, 90-day fiancé. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. I, that I don't know about. Yeah. So, what, it's actually... <laughs> so, um, Janelle, what do you got for TV show? So I, I think that this... I think it's popular. I don't know. But um, one of my favorite shows is This Is Us. 
Love the show. Love it, love it, love it. Um, has a lot of good psych stuff in there, like um, Jack from PTSD, from going to Vietnam, Toby, Kate's fiance or husband at this point, um, suffering from depression. Uh, personally, I relate to it a lot too. Not that you would know this, but um, I have five children, but I suffered, suffered, that's not the right word, but went through a long st stretch of infertility, so I relate to Kate in regard to that. We adopted our oldest daughter, so Randall in the, in the show is adopted. So there's just a lot in there to unpack. Hmm. Um, and, you know, kind of funnily, the, is that a word, funnily? It is um, today. It, yep. is, it yeah. is now. Uh, the, in the show, I don't want to spoil it for anyone but that, that watches it, but in the show, there's this traumatic fire that happens, hmm. right? And I watched the show, and the next day, I bought fire ladders for wow. every bedroom in the house um, because I was super paranoid about it and then I started like okay well which kids would like need the fire could they get to the other it was really kind of traumatic yeah. so I ended up buying five fire ladders nice. for my house so we have fire yeah. ladders as well that you was do a, yes okay. that was a, a Tina purchase my wife one day said I think we should have fire ladders and I'm well not I realized that I that. had yeah. no roofs um, outside yeah. of any of the windows so like it's a drop from every window and right. I hadn't really thought about that till I watched the show and I was like oh my god like, is it true that it was a a crock pot that started yes. yeah it was the crock pot incident yeah because i so. think crock pots stock went well down and then i was like after. okay I so if there's a fire upstairs where is it going to start the kitchen the kitchen's in the middle so it's going to go up. i was like trying to figure out can we get through the hallway and it was literally like four hours of my time like running around upstairs like what would our plan be <laughs> ridiculous right but hmm. yeah I, I have never so i have not watched that show but i've heard really good things from lots and lots of people Chris Taylor, do either of you watch it? I haven't no. watched it, no. 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 Yeah. I heard lots of yeses when she said it. So there's and there's a lot of nodding right now. So that <laughs> it's was a, a good show. A good choice. It's really good. All right. So I, it's in like season three right now or something like that. Four. I have no idea. Anybody? Three. Nice. All right. I just watch it when it comes up. <laughs> okay. Gotcha. All right. Let's uh, let's move on to book. And this time we are going to start with Taylor. So Taylor, what do you got for us? Okay, so I had to think back to like my middle school years, and cause I read a lot back then. And there was a book series. Well, the first book was called Uglies. I don't know if you guys. Oh, I see head knots. Yes. Uglies? Um. Yes. Okay. So basically, what happens is there's this futuristic society. Um. Basically. Um. There's kids. They grow up. They live with their parents until they're 12. Then when they're 12, they're considered uglies which is really sad but then they go live in like a different area and then when they turn 16 they have surgery so they can become pretties and um so they get different like physical features but they also um the people who do the surgeries actually um sort of change their brains as well so they don't think about what they're doing they're sort of just careless carefree and they don't really end up considering the whole process of what's happening and the sort of governmental sort of forces, I guess, behind it. Hmm. Yeah. Middle school is weird, man. Yeah. Is that <laughs> what is what what age is this book intended for? Is it like a uh, adolescent? I think so. Yeah. When did you read it? I think middle school. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, no, I'm, I'm pretty sure that's spot. what it was. Yeah. Did it like 
freak you out? Like, yeah. I'm ugly now and I, I'll be pretty when uh, I'm 16? Or was it not like that? I think I was just more like, man, that's kind of stupid. Like, <laughs> okay. don't call people ugly. That's not nice. It doesn't but sound nice. No. Yeah. 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 Huh. I am unfamiliar with this book. Yeah, this one's then, been off my radar. Yep, Can I see a show of hands? This book, familiar? Did people? I yeah. did I describe that accurately-ish? Yeah. yeah. Cool. There's, We're seeing some yeses. There's more of a plot line than just yeah. Oh yeah, and there's like a resistance sort of. Yeah, there's like a whole lot more. That's important. Oh. Kind of mm. nice. And there's a sequel called Pretties. There huh. There oh. are. Specials and extras. Wait, wait, uglies, pretties, specials, and extras. Extras. Mm-hmm. All right. This is complicated. This is too complicated <laughs> yep. for me. I once I start a book or start a series, I can't stop it, which is why I read Twilight. Uh, and, yeah, it was. That's not like one of my favorite book series. I'm, okay. like, I'm not lying. All right. Like, is that, is that you your example? For book? <laughs> yeah. Yes, I'm sure. I yeah. did not care for it. Um, <laughs> it was it was rough, but uh, but once I started it, I sort of felt like. Oh, now what? And then they made all those movies, and I was like, I guess I gotta watch these too. Yeah, I always yeah, end up. So. I don't read a book till I've watched the movie, and if yeah. I like the movie, then I'll read the book. Oh. And I wait to read the book until all the books are out, so that I can just read all the books yeah. instead of having to wait. That is smart, because like you know that. what's happened to me is I've gotten really into it. I kind of do something similar with shows. I get into a, sh- a show, and then it gets like they cut it and, yeah. and then I'm devastated so sometimes I just want to know that something's going to be popular and it's going to last so that I don't feel sad yeah but yeah yeah it's a lot of me avoiding sadness <laughs> except for in terms of reading books where I felt nothing but sadness for a long time yeah. reading Twilight um, <laughs> <laughs> so um all right uh, let's see. Actually, Janelle, you are next with book, and my hunch is it's going to be Twilight. Am I it right? Is not. Oh, it's not because okay. I thought I'd get made fun of, and I brought it up anyway. But um, you know, Twilight was. So I don't read for fun, generally speaking. I guess I don't have time. And Twilight, I read, I watched the show, or I watched the movie, and then my husband Mike actually bought me the series because he's like, you should read more, and maybe you would, you know. And it actually made me read all of the books, which was really kind of shocking. Um, at the time. So I largely only read now when I'm at the beach um, because I like that. But, you know, if, I guess mm-hmm. I w- if I lived at the beach, I would read a lot more. But um, so the book that I read last year at the beach was um, it's actually a show now that I so I watched the show first and read the book, um, The Handmaid's Tale. Oh, nice. so, I, I read, <laughs> so truth be told, I've watched the whole show. But I have not read the whole book. <laughs> I read about 50 pages on the beach because I'm watching all the kids. Um, but the, you know, it, it is, if, how many of you have watched the show or have read the book? I or not watched the show because the book's so intense. Well, I'm glad that I watched the show first because okay. I can know what's happening and the book is super intense too. Um, but there's a lot of feminism, you know, themes in there. It's kind of like that post, you know, I'm going to say that word wrong apocalyptic, mm-hmm. uh, you know, um, kind of mentality where um, there's a religious organization that has come in and taken over, and so everything that once was is now reverted back to, it feels like olden days, but it's modern day, and so women are treated very differently than they are today. They're treated, you know, basically as property, and so there's this, like, psychological mentality of it of, oh, my God, what if that happened again? 
And it is a show that if I'm watching or if Mike sees me reading, my husband, he'll be like, put that down because you're going to get mad at me for the next 24 hours, even though he has no reason. He, you know, he's, but I do. I get just mad from reading it. So. She's actually doing a follow-up book. Yeah. Is she? Yep. Yeah. I just heard that. Mm-hmm. She, she was in town two years ago for oh, Untitled yeah. Town. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She, yeah. I um, got into the show just maybe last summer and then read the book. I yeah. think... I think she, so Atwood, but I can't remember her first name. Margaret. 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 Thank you. Yeah. Um, she was in town for uh, for Untitled Town. It was either right after the show had come out, or maybe right before. Right after. Or was it after? Yeah. yeah. And um, did you see it? What? Wait, when Margaret Atwood. Atwood? Yeah. Oh yeah. She yeah, was fabulous. Like <laughs> and she broke out a a, hand, a sock puppet for part mm-hmm. of her talk. Uh, she had an interview between her. Oh and wow. It was so something. It. Yeah, yeah. It was something. So she was That's great. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Really fun. I have not read the book or seen the show, but really, really. Uh, I would recommend really clever. it. I, w- yeah. I would, but it'll actually, make you mad. It'll make right. you mad. There was actually a movie made of it about 10, 15 years oh, ago. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah that, like no one's seen except for, of course, me. Uh, <laughs> and it's very true to the book, which yeah. is why I can't go see the series because that movie <laughs> messed me up. Yeah. So. Is, the series has got like a second season, right? It yeah. does, and the it, second season goes beyond book one. Okay. So like she only has one book. Gotcha, um, right. And then the second season kind of just takes it from where the book had left off. All right, yeah. very cool. Chris, I think we're on your book, and you <laughs> yeah, brought Yeah, I think we're going to go in. I, I brought some books, but um, exactly why I'm not watching the Margaret Atwood, because oh. I just read this called... Rage becomes her, the power of women's anger. And I figured then just take it up to a whole other level that nobody's <laughs> ready to deal with at this point. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> very nice. So, although uh, Soraya Chamali is a uh, journalist, she actually, there's a lot of psychology, especially social psychology, actually, in this book. And so, um, I, and I recommended it to you. I bought it for my mom oh, for did Christmas. You? Actually, actually, mom, if you're listening, just block that part out. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, she yeah. doesn't listen. So don't I, worry. But, I yeah. sort of, I do read for, I don't know if this is, that well, that was read for fun. It was, it was made for rage hate. Mm-hmm. But um, uh, I do, I'm, right now I'm reading um, Kindred by Octavia Butler. Um, and I have, so I do sort. I read for pleasure. I actually read a lot of um, comics as well. So I've read Tina Fey's, Sarah Silverman's, all the David Sedaris's. Bossy Pants is that? Um, the... Yeah, Bossy oh, Pants. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I listened to that, and there was no greater journey than <laughs> than Bossy Pants. Mm-hmm. Tiffany Haddish's uh, book is also excellent, especially um, if you get a book on tape because she reads it. And What's it called? Um, what is it? Because we just got on book on tape. Um, the last unicorn, like the last black unicorn. Yeah, it's pretty, All right. pretty good. So, sort of the, not necessarily pop, but but not sort of academic either. Sort of kind of in between. Kind of what I read a lot of. Um, uh, the new Jim Crow is another book that I read mm-hmm. recently. I think of read. On issues of racism, but the other one I just wanted to mention because it's really related to um, social psych about the Kitty Genovese story. So oh. this is um, this is a great book because it just goes through exactly what really happened to Kitty Genovese and whether there were bystand uh, how many bystanders there really were, who really helped and who really didn't. It really breaks down a lot of the myths 
around the Kitty Genovese. Let's imagine someone didn't know who Kitty Genovese was. Kitty Genovese was... um, Just imagine. It's it's not me, but... It couldn't be. (laughs) Who, what? Um, So um, in 1960s in Kew Gardens, New York, uh, she was murdered in Kew Gardens, um, where she lived was sort of an apartment complex, and the story goes that 33 people had heard her scream and nobody called for help. Right. So, gotcha. um, and that led to a lot of research, yes. certainly on helping and who, uh, you know, why do people help? Are they just cold and cold-hearted, et cetera? And it turns out that I mean, people actually did help, and there were really only two people who kind of did oh, really? nothing. Yeah. Yes. Um, that, you know, that story, in my understanding, and I'm. I, I'm not super connected to this, but that some of that research has actually been called into question as of late as well. That it, yeah. it sounds like it's not entirely uh, right, what exactly. was originally pitched. But. And her brother has actually done a lot of work on this oh, too. Really? And so I've watched some interviews with him and things like that too. Yeah. yeah. That sounds fascinating. Yeah. And, Very um, cool. Interviews with her partner too. So Kitty Genovese's uh, girlfriend was also um, kind of ignored, and she's kind of talked about what, what the experience was as well. Hmm. Very nice. All right, so let's uh, let's move on to our last category here, movie, and we are going to turn to Janelle for movie. What do you got? <laughs> all right, I got a good one. Awesome. It's not recent at all. I have no idea when it was. Maybe in the 90s. Um, uh, so my movie is What About Bob? Nice. Anybody? Did any of the students? Okay, you should totally oh, go and rent yeah. this movie or find out where you can get it. I don't know if it's on Netflix or yeah. Hulu or any of those places, but I'm a little dismayed. I know to see so few you've got it. I, you know, when I took Abnormal yeah. Psych as an undergrad, I used that as my paper. Like we had to find a movie about a, a person that had some kind of psychosis or abnormal psychology-related stuff, and he was my guy. He was my guy. So, what about Bob? Is this story where it's I think it's Bill Murray, um, who. He is um, OCD, depressed, has some you know, mental health issues. He gets a new, new therapist, uh, Dr. Leo Marvin, and he, they meet one time, and you know, Bob, Bill Murray, is all really like invested in, oh my gosh, the, you know, this is gonna change my life, you're my new therapist, this is perfect. But his doctor, Dr. Leo Marvin, was going on vacation, um, and so the, the therapist says, Bob, take a you know vacation from your problems. And so then Bob goes, okay, fine. And he figures out where his therapist is vacationing and follows him there, um, which sounds really scary and freaky, but his, the therapist's family and the community of, of where they va- were vacationing get super into helping Bob and fall in love with Bob. And so Bob kind of inadvertently ends up in every aspect of his therapist's life which drives his therapist crazy, and it, it's hilarious. Yeah. It, it's a really good good story overall. I will admit to kind of having forgotten that movie exists, but it is great. It is awesome. It is super funny. And yeah. in looking it up again to remind mm. myself about the, the plot line, the kids' names in the movie, which I never picked up on as an undergrad or as a oh. kid when I first watched it, are Anna and Siggy <laughs> and Sigmund. So yeah. it's, a, it's a nod to the Freuds because the movie is all about you know, psychoanalytic, you know, I analysis. I saw it, I and didn't know Anna, but I remember it's right. Siggy, yeah. Right, and so... Is that Richard Dreyfus? Is he the, the... I have no idea. No. Yeah, I think he's Marvin. Yeah, yeah. I, it's, yeah. it's pretty good. You're probably right. Very but nice choice. Yes. I like that a lot. Yeah. So, Chris, probably you've seen that. It. And Taylor, you've seen it as well? Mm-hmm. Wow. A long time. Our whole panel has seen yeah. it. Yeah. Nice. That is a good pick. All right. 
Chris, what do you got for movie? Mine is also from the 90s, Office Space. Yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> Love that. Right. And you just throw up hands around Office Space. You've right? got to watch awesome. it. Okay. You've got to. Yeah, I made the whole family watch it again last night. Just so, because I, I also own it. Um, and I like it for a variety of reasons. It, it, motivation clearly is an issue, but how to not have a, a productive work environment in yes. some ways. What The idea of what makes us happy and what doesn't make us happy. Um, the idea of emotional labor. So I, I just did a whole big list of different kinds of things that were frustration and aggression. You all remember the scene where they... Uh, Oh. They smashed the copier to the, um, you know, being a gangster. Yeah. And so I, it, it just hits on a lot of different kinds of things. Um, even though it isn't specifically a psychology movie, I actually taught IO Psych once, and yep. that was the final exam that they had to watch the movie and come up <laughs> with as many concepts from the course yes. that yep. they could. And so, uh, you know, I just, it's just a great movie, and it's nice to see Milton gets his in the end. <laughs> That is, uh, I was thinking that is a great IO Psych movie. Mm -hmm. What's yeah. the, remind me the name of the, um, so one of my best friends in grad school went, is Lumberg? Lumberg, is that, yeah, Is Lumberg. that the boss? When mm -hmm. is him for Halloween one oh, year. Wow. It was pretty great. Yeah. So he came with memos that he yeah. would hand out to people, so. Yeah. Give out TPS reports? He gave out TPS report memos, yeah, very nice. Was there a cover sheet on it? <laughs> there, there may have been, yeah. <laughs> very nice. Um, Taylor. What do you so, got? Our last one. Yeah. I have, it's a series of movies. I'm pretty sure there's four. Um, Twilight. Twilight. No. <laughs> no. Um, but I didn't, I wasn't introduced to them until this year. So thank you, roommates. Um, and it's the Purge movies. Oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I went into it Are thinking there, there are four, I think. Okay. I'm pretty sure I watched four. I don't know. It all <laughs> happened in like two days. It was, it was a rough time. But. <laughs> So I what like, is the movie about? Because I've never heard of it. So what it is is that you have 24 hours once a year where everything is legal, including murder. Oh, I thought you were going to say, like, once a year you purge all your stuff. Like, that <laughs> yes. sounds amazing. <laughs> I'm glad I didn't. It's an anti-hoarding I'm glad thing. I didn't start uh, out with that. Okay. <laughs> so everything is legal. Mm -hmm. Everything. Yes. yes. Okay. Especially murder. Especially, I mean, especially, especially, that is impressive. Wow, you're right. There are four. I forgot about elect. No, I forgot. Oh about yeah, one that's one. the third one. Yeah, the fourth election, one is, is called, called. Yeah, election here okay. or something. But the fourth one is the called election. the first purge, which yes. gets really confusing. Yeah. Um, is but, it like a prequel? Okay, I haven't yeah. seen that one. Yeah, so, so that one talks about how the purge got started, yes. and it's really cool. And I just liked how you can sort of see morals and ethics yeah. change and sort of see how the government had certain motives that were present and yeah very nice it's fun i have seen all of the first one and bits of the second and third one but not the fourth one it's fourth one it must be out on dvd i guess yep. i that one was i saw so the the ad for that one the poster is amazing uh and i'm just gonna oh, leave it's in it my apartment that. oh nice well very cool so, yeah, there you go. All right. So, very, very nice choice. I like that a lot. Um, questions? Audience members, I want to hear your suggestions. What What would you have chosen for this? Page. Page is coming up. Can this be like a comment? Yes. 
Absolutely a comet. So if I had to pick one um, for TV show, I was thinking about This Is Us, kind of like you mentioned. Um, and then something else that I was thinking about that was related to that show a lot was kind of the nature versus nurture debate a little bit. Because um, they have three kids and two of them are adopted and or two of them are biological and one is adopted. And I often think about like where they get the sort of the traits Um and especially because they talk too about like addiction a little bit in that show, yeah. um, and then it, just comparing the two biological children to the adopted and kind of similarities and differences is just something that I also think about while watching that show. Does that make me a nerd? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm curious. Okay, so I've never seen this show. How do all the people fit together? Like, how are so they all friends? Are they all? No, they're, it's a family. <laughs> oh. So the the premise is that there's triplets. That, okay. um, what's her name? Mandy Moore. Her character is pregnant with triplets, and they have two. Like, she, I don't, I, she's not, she doesn't have premature birth, I don't think, but she has the babies, and one of them dies. So they have two kids, and then there happens to be a baby that's like found at a firehouse, or um, a firehouse, is that the right word? Fire station. Fire station. <laughs> a fire station, okay. and is brought to the hospital, like, right around the time that they're in the hospital. And so the dad is like, this is meant to be. These are our triplets. And one is black, and the other two biological kids are white. And so then they're raised as triplets, even though okay. they're not triplets, biologically speaking. And that's okay. another thing, too, that I think is interesting about that show is the way they integrate race into the conversations that they have, because yeah. they talk about a lot of important themes i think and they do it in a way you know people yeah. watch this show so i think that's and it's cool really as well. the they use time really in an interesting way because at one time you seem to be in present day and the next time you're back oh. in the 1970s or 80s and then and the seasons now seem to be going more into the future like so we can see the future of these characters but you it's a mystery because you're like how did this okay. happen and what it's a very cool show that helps a lot i mm -hmm. think because i've been confused by the <laughs> I think the ages of people in the ads that I've yeah. seen, I've not understood that. But, but no. they like use it with a lot of teasers, so you don't fully understand all. Like we kind of gave away a lot of spoilers, so sorry yeah, no, about sorry. that. It's, it's <laughs> um, good to put spoilers. In yeah, there. they do it. They make you want to watch. Like they'll show you like um like they'll show you that someone died, but they won't say how or like stuff like that. Like right. they do a really good job of making you want to binge it for yeah. several hours. <laughs> Very good. Cool. Thank you, Paige. Anyone else? I saw Kate had her hand up. Kate, come. Yeah, come on up. Can you edit out the part where you're walking up here later? <laughs> it was long and drawn the, out. The long pause. How many Harry Potter fans are there in the audience? I'm sorry, I'm not familiar. I would like you to talk about. <laughs> I would like you to talk about Harry Potter. All right. That's oh. all. No I'm question. in the middle of no those question. books right now. So. I have two. I'm rereading them. Oh, I'm reading them with my son. So I'm I only reading like. Oh. Yeah, he gets up early and reads them before I like him in his room and so sometimes I like miss like three or four or five pages at a time but then come back and redo well because he's read that without me so what do we have about Harry Potter what do you think thoughts have we all read Harry Potter yes yes I've not read it but I've seen a couple of the okay. movies I read the first book slowly oh. getting through the don't look at me sorry like that. that was slowly getting through okay. the second one it's a process I'm busy so I have a confession to make about Harry Potter, and it's that, so I used to be scared to fly, and so when I, but I had to fly all the time, and so when I did, I always wanted something that was like comforting, and so I 
brought I would always bring one of the Harry Potter books with me on the flight especially like some of the one of the early ones that was thinner because they got thicker and then that's a lot to lug on a plane and so I've read the first three many many times right because basically every flight I would I would read one of yeah. those books so I've read the first three a bunch of times and so when I re reread them with my kid with my son I like knew those really well and now that I'm on five I'm like gosh this is one I just don't remember as well as the others so um yeah. I, I do oh you got more to say no I just have something else to okay <laughs> I'll wait well I was gonna say you know the thing I always loved about those books is the 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 escape from early on, like the, this notion of a, a little boy who's trapped in this miserable, miserable life and then something that comes along and frees him from that and how, like that was just always a really powerful metaphor for me. And, and I, I get that that's like literally the second chapter of the first book, so it's not as though that's carrying through the whole thing, but though we see that over and over, right? Because every book he starts out in a similar place. Mm -hmm. Spoilers for Harry Potter, Taylor. Um, sorry, um, but I, that was always really powerful to me. So. Yeah. So there's a follow-up podcast that you all should listen to if you're interested. It's called A Witch Please, and it's these two feminist scholars from Canada, and they wrote their dissertations on uh, popular culture and how Harry Potter is considered like the ultimate popular culture. And so they go through this podcast, and they're reading the books, and they're going through and it's really hilarious. And how Hermione really just saves everyone's butt. Exactly. Over and over and over exactly. Yeah, right. mm -hmm. And then they kind of go through like um, specific character roles and how they play into tropes within literature. And it's really interesting. Okay, bye. <laughs> wait, wait say, say the name again for us. Oh, Witch, Please. <laughs> oh, Witch, Please. Mm -hmm. like, oh, nice. Yeah, I got you. Yeah. Yes. Oh, nice. It's so good. It's a family Listen. show. Uh, so, <laughs> said, mm -hmm. Yeah, no, you did great. Yeah. Um, very good, very good. I will say too, I think, um, I think those books teach kids about complicated stuff. In a, like, I mean, things like grief and yeah. first romance and things like that in a way that's important yeah. um, that I appreciate. The other thing, as I'm thinking about it now, that it does a good job of doing, and it's one of the things that we talk about in middle childhood adolescence, is crowds versus cliques. And how the houses would oh. be the crowds, like Slytherin, I don't remember any of the other ones, Gryffindor, <laughs> what, right? Like that that's kind of your crowd. So a crowd is like 20 or more people that are loosely associated together. They all tend to dress the same way. So in a normal, like a normal high school that's not like witch bound is a, would be like the jocks, the preps, the druggies. You know, the rednecks, we had the rednecks. I don't know what you had. But, you know, every school tends to have them, and so that would be the crowds. And then you have the cliques, which are, like, three or four people that you tend to spend all of your time with. Um, and that some, you know, that having a clique um, is, um, is indicative of good mental health in terms of, like, having, you know, less loneliness, um, having a peer group, having people to rely on, and so on. And so, yeah, anyway. This is obviously something we need a capstone on. Maybe, a lot of people yeah. just got real excited. <laughs> real so, excited. Yeah. I would make mine on Twilight, but <laughs> <laughs> sorry. I will. I will do a guest lecture if you'll have me. So okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Outstanding. Any final thoughts, comments from the audience or from anyone on the panel? So. This 
Well, well I would no, just go argue for it. Please. Everything's psychological, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, really? that's what makes this so fun, right? Because exactly. it's really easy. Yeah, it's whatever. Yeah. And I think we're often attracted to things that are particularly relevant in our own lives mm-hmm. yeah. sometimes. And I, I heard something about about kids' literature, and a lot of times it is similar to Harry Potter, where you know these horrible people are. Um, you know, you've lost your parents, and you have these horrible things happen that they often reflect um, kids' fears. Mm-hmm. And so, I think a lot of we often look to books that, mm-hmm. kind of, or movies and TV that I think often our favorites are ones that kind of reflect our own mm-hmm. fears and expectations. Right. God, that's Freudian. So, <laughs> very nice. <laughs> very nice. Well, thank you very much, panel. Another round of applause yeah. for the panel. So, yes, so thank you, Janelle, Chris, and Taylor. Um, I want to remind you all to find us on Twitter or Facebook by searching Psychology and Stuff. And I also want to thank our producer, Kate Farley, who you heard from earlier talking about Harry Potter. Uh, our podcast artist, Kimberly Vlees, and our fabulous intern, Shayla Warren, who's here right now. Thank you very much, Shayla. We will be back in a month or so, so make sure you join us because we're going to be talking about something. I don't know what, but it'll be related to psychology or stuff. Uh, Until then, keep being amazing.